All right, Psalms 98, verse 4. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All the earth, make a loud noise. And rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound a cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Amen. I want to preach this morning. I want to preach this morning on making a joyful noise to the Lord. And how you're supposed to do that and why you should be making a joyful noise noise to the Lord. It says there, and I notice before we turn to 1 Chronicles 16, it says, make a joyful noise. So don't come up to me at church and say, well, I can't sing. I can't. It's a noise. Just make a noise and make it joyful, and you'll be doing something for the Lord. Now turn to 1 Chronicles 16. There's no excuse. You don't have any excuse for not singing. So turn to 1 Chronicles 16. I've heard lots and lots of people who sing who can't sing, amen, and I'm one of them, so uh, join the crowd. It's, it's fun. Just pretend like you can sing. The main thing about singing is, uh, sing, when you're in church, sing like you're singing in the shower. Sing like you're driving in the car. Everybody can sing good in the shower. Everybody can sing good in the car, amen. At least we think we can. Just whatever you do, don't, don't ever close up your ears when you're singing. And you'll find out just how awful you sound. Turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, look at verse 7. Now, it was a couple of weeks ago... Maybe more like more a couple months ago, I preached on that David was bringing back the presence of the Lord. And we were talking about how to bring back the presence of the Lord. Now, if you're a born-again Christian, you have the presence of the Lord in you. Now, when he brings the presence of the Lord back and he puts the presence of the Lord, which is the Ark of the Covenant, he puts it back in the tabernacle. This is the first thing he does. Look at verse 7. Then on that day... What day? On that day, he was bringing back the Ark of the Covenant. Guys, he's about to make a song, and he's about to do some singing. And I'm here to tell you, when you get the presence of the Lord in you, you're going to have to sing. You're going to need to sing. It's going to make you want to sing. I remember as a young kid, 10 years old, I was doing some stuff outside for the church, and I was, we were helping mow. It was basically the youth minister of that little church. He had us go out and he had us mowing this lady's yard. And I remember, I hate mowing. You can ask my wife, I hate, I detest to mow. But when I was out there mowing for the Lord and mowing, doing something what I thought was for the Lord, I was singing at 10 years old. I was singing. And I remember that so distinctly. Like, why was I singing? Why was I singing as 10 years old? And I was singing a hymn. I was singing a Christian song because I was joyful and I was doing something for the Lord and it was in me and I had to sing. And that's what David's doing. He says, then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Now, Asaph is what we would call the song leader. Brother Matt, your job is so important in this church, you don't realize how important your job is. You might not realize it, brother, but when you're gone, this whole thing just falls apart. It's me and Brother Ronnie and Brother Gary trying to make this thing work, and it's horrible. It doesn't work, and I love Brother Gary and Brother Ronnie. They do a great job. It's not them. It just doesn't work, brother. You're anointed by the Lord to do what you're doing. You might not realize it, brother, but you are anointed by the Lord. And I'm not saying you're going to sing an opera tomorrow. Brother, don't have anything to do with singing opera. Is that you sing loud, you do a good job, and the Lord's anointed you. And when you're up there singing, everybody else is singing loud. For some reason, Brother Ronnie, Brother Gary, whatever reason, we get up here, they decide they don't want to sing no more. Have you noticed that? 
we get up here and try to sing, and I'm like, well, just lead them. You know, they'll start singing, and we get up here, and, we're, and all, all you hear is us, and we're just over here, la, 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 la. and nobody wants to sing. It's like they get a big kick out of it. It's like they're going behind the church, and they're saying, hey, when they get up there, don't sing. It's so funny. Just don't sing, you know. But you should be singing. And he has a song leader here, and his name is Asim, and he's handing him this thing. The first, very first thing you need to realize about singing to the Lord, why you should make a joyful noise, verse 7 is, to thank the Lord. It's a thankfulness you have in the Lord in your heart that comes out in your mouth. Because your mouth, remember, your mouth shows where your heart's at. So when you're singing, it's showing where your heart's at, and you're thanking the Lord. That's why you're singing. Verse 8, give thanks unto the Lord. This is the psalm. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing songs, psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Focus on the name of Jesus and what he's done. That's what those verses are telling you. We need to focus when we're singing on the name of Jesus Christ and what he's done. Look back up at verse 8. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. The songs we sing should be singing about the deeds of Jesus Christ, the things that Jesus Christ did. They should be singing about Jesus Christ as the full of grace. It should be singing about Jesus Christ going to the cross at Calvary for us. It should be singing about what Jesus Christ has done for us. This is where we've got it over everybody else. Can you imagine singing a song about what Muhammad's done for somebody? He's done nothing. Buddha, nothing. There's no song to sing, amen. But we got a song to sing about the cross of Calvary, about heaven, about everything Jesus Christ, mansions up in heaven, everything Jesus Christ has done for us. That's what we have to sing about, and that's what we should be doing. Make his deeds known among the people. Make his deeds among the people known. Verse 9, sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. It's, hey guys, it's not this. It's, I will praise him. I will praise him. It's not that. It's, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. It's him. It's him. It's him. It's sung unto him. You hear some of these new songs? It's, I will praise him. I will praise him. And that gets so old. Won't you shut up and start praising him, you know? Stop talking about yourself and what he's done for you and start talking about him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus paid it all. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. See, when we're singing songs to Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter when we're singing to him what our, the person behind us or beside us hears. It doesn't matter if we can't sing, amen, because we're not singing to our neighbors sitting next to us in the pew or two pews behind us. We're singing to Jesus Christ. So stop being so self-centered and so self-conscious about, well, somebody might hear me and they can tell that I'm off pitch. Who cares? If you, can't, if you don't like somebody to hear you, get close to me because I'll be singing loud enough. Nobody will be able to hear you. It'll just be me, you know. I'm the one they'll think that's his brother Keegan. He can't sing. That's okay, but make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. See, these songs, like I said, they should be about the deeds of Jesus Christ. And some of these new songs I have heard, they should be talking about the deeds of Jesus Christ and not a mantra. 
Not some words, not seven words repeated 11 times. We don't want to have the same words repeated over and over. They should tell a story. They should evolve. There should be some things there that tell a story in a song. They should have a melody. It shouldn't be the same seven words repeated 11 times. That's a mantra. That's a chant. That's something that the Buddhists do. That's something Jesus Christ said not to do. We're supposed to sing songs that have meaning, that when you're reading the words, they mean something to you. You're singing what what you're reading, and you're reading what you're singing, and they have a story to tell. They're telling a story. They're not just some kind of thing repeated seven times or 11 times. I was listening to a friend of mine that rides with me, and he's a good Christian. But he listens to some of this new music, and he put it on. He was listening to it in the truck, and I told myself, I'm going to count how many times they repeat that. Because they said something about... God is high almighty, God is high up in the sky, or God is almighty, or something like that. They repeated that 17 times before I gave up counting. I got to 17, and I just, you know, I don't care anymore. It's a chant, it's a mantra. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Singing songs that glorify His name of His wondrous works, verse 9. Verse 10, glory ye in his holy name. The song should have the name of Jesus in it. It should mention Jesus Christ. The best songs talk about Jesus Christ. Man, you know, that's the name, the name of Jesus Christ. I was going home and I I have all these songs in my iPod, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs about Jesus Christ. And I listen to them all the time. And it just occurred to me one day, I thought, every one of these songs are talking about the same man. And some of them are talking about the same, a lot of them are talking about the same thing. That man dying on the cross for me and shedding his blood. And you know what's funny? I don't get tired of it. (laughs) If I had a song that was talking about, a song that was singing about the same person over and over again, you'd get tired of it. But not when it comes to Jesus Christ. See, God's put something in you. That you want to hear that. See, you want to hear Jesus Christ glorified. You want to sing about Jesus Christ. There's something in you that brings a melody in your heart. You want to hear Jesus Christ. You want to hear the name, the holy name of Jesus Christ. That's the name you're praying to. Jesus Christ is the name that you got saved with. Jesus Christ is the name that's got power. Jesus Christ is the name that every tongue is going to confess, every knee is going to bow down to. Jesus Christ is the name above all names. Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. It's that name, Jesus Christ. And some of these new songs I hear, they they leave out the name of Jesus Christ or they don't mention him at all. And that bothers me. And I don't, the song, not every song has to have the name of Jesus Christ, but I'm telling you what, it sure does make it a lot better. Makes it a lot better. Verse 10, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord, that seek the Lord. When you sing to Jesus Christ, it's going to bring joy to your heart. The reason why it's so important to sing to the Lord is it's going to bring a joy to your heart. Let him rejoice that seeks the Lord. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Are you down this morning? There's every time you get kind of down in the mouth, you kind of kind of just... Dragging, you're like, well, you know, I just, I don't feel good. I, start singing to the Lord. Amen. Sing to the Jesus Christ. Sing about what Jesus Christ has done for you. It'll bring joy to your heart. Verse 11, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember 
Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be ye mindful always of his covenant. Another reason why it's so important to sing, guys, is it brings into remembrance all the things Jesus Christ has done for you. It goes from salvation to just grace to the love he's shown you on the cross of Calvary to he's up in heaven building a mansion. All these things, that's why it's so important to be mindful of the things he's done for you. See, be ye, look at verse 15. Be ye mindful always of his covenant. See, he's talking to the Jew there, and David is talking to the Jew. And look at this covenant that David's talking about. Let's, let's read that first. The, da- the covenant that David's talking about to the Jew is this. Look at verse 15. Be ye mindful always of his covenant, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. What's that? Even of the covenant which he made with Abraham, and of his oath unto Isaac, and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. This is an everlasting covenant. What is this covenant? Verse 18, saying, unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. That land over in Israel belongs to the Jew. And he said, that's an everlasting covenant to the Jew. It don't belong to an Arabian. It don't belong to a Muslim. It don't belong to a Christian. It belongs to a Jew. And he says, I'm giving you that piece of land. And if, if you're not a Jew and you step on that piece of land, my friend, you're trespassing in God's eyes. And I preached on that enough to y'all probably sick of it. But that land does not belong to anybody but a Jew. It's an everlasting covenant. That's the covenant David said we're singing about. We're going to praise God for the land. We're going to praise him for this everlasting covenant. You're in here and you're saying, I'm a Christian. What covenant did God make with me? Oh, you got a land not made with hands. You've got a place called heaven. See, the Jews got that piece of land over in Israel, but God's given you, Christian, a land in heaven. That's your land, a heavenly home. See, we're not just singing about what Jesus Christ done for us. We're singing about what Jesus Christ is doing for us. He not only saved you, He's keeping you. He not only washed away your sins, He is washing away your sins. See, when Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and you came to Him as a sinner and said, I need to be saved, He didn't just die for all the sins you did in the past. He's dying for all the sins you're going to do in the future. You're singing songs about Jesus Christ because He's up in heaven building you a home called a mansion. Do you get that? Jesus Christ, when you're singing about Jesus Christ, you're not just singing about what He did do for you. Man, He's doing stuff for you as we speak. That's why it's so important to sing. Be ye mindful always of His covenant. He's going to keep you. See, it's an everlasting covenant. You got everlasting salvation. You got everlasting life. You got eternal life in Jesus Christ. Man, if you can't grab a hold of that, if that doesn't bring a song to your heart, if that doesn't make you want to sing to Jesus Christ, there's nothing else that's going to. If that doesn't make you happy enough to start singing louder, it should. It should. Makes me want to sing loud. Because I know how rotten I was yesterday. I know how rotten I was a week ago. And I know even though I was rotten and no good, Jesus Christ is keeping me and he's still waiting for me up in heaven. Man, we got a good Savior. That's why we sing about Him. That's why there's millions, I mean, literally, there's probably a million songs to Jesus Christ. At least, we know there's tens of thousands and thousands. That doesn't count all the songs that nobody knows about, like Wade. Wade, Wade did his own song to Jesus Christ. How many Christians have created, made up their own song to Jesus Christ out of love for Jesus Christ? I've done that. 
I've made up my own song. Just make a song up and start praising the Lord for him. Why did you do that, Brother King? Because I love Jesus Christ so much and I want to sing to him. There's a joy in my heart for Jesus Christ. And I want to sing to him because he's given me an everlasting covenant. Not for anything I've done, but for everything he's done. It's all about that holy name of Jesus Christ. See, remember verse 19, remember when you were but a few, but few and even a few and strangers in it, and when they went from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong, yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. See, we, when you're singing to Jesus, it reminds you of all the things that Jesus Christ has done for you. And David's reminded him, remember how he treated you? Remember how good God was to you when you were wandering around? Remember? We forget it, but singing helps us to remember it. Verse 23, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day His salvation. Declare His glory among the heathen, His marvelous works among all nations. He says, sing to the heathen and sing to all nations. Guys, I'm here to tell you, singing is not just for the church. Singing is wherever you're at. If you're at work and you start singing that song to the Lord Jesus Christ, you just keep on singing it. You're in a grocery store. I've heard people singing songs to Jesus Christ in a grocery store. My wife was at school, and she said I was in our room, and I heard this little kid, little bitty voice saying, Jesus loves me, this I know. And, she looked, and there was a little bitty kid walking down the hallway singing to Jesus. Nobody was telling that kid to sing to Jesus. Nobody was saying, hey, go sing it. That little kid by themselves was walking down the hallway singing to Jesus. You don't think Jesus Christ don't get some happiness out of that? You don't think Jesus Christ don't get a blessing when he sees one of his loved ones just singing to him because they love him? Singing is not just for the church, guys. It's for wherever you're at. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great, verse 25, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. We know that, amen. But look at verse 26. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Amen. You need to sing praises to God as an amazing designer and creator and just how amazing he is. Singing songs about nature, singing songs about how amazing God is. As a, it's just amazing. You see God and how he designed you, how he designed nature. Let me tell you something. Are you putting your faith, are you putting your faith in the heavens? Are you putting your faith in the stars? Are you reading an astrology sign to see what the stars have to say to you? I'm here to tell you God made those stars. Amen. See that right there? The Lord made the heavens. Are you putting your faith in nature? God made nature. Guys, it's not Mother Nature, it's Father God. Amen. You're putting your faith in yourself, God made you. You need to remember God when you're singing that He is the Creator of all things. Verse 27, glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. I'm here to tell you something. And this is the most important aspect of what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Because a lot of y'all know this to be true. If you're a Christian, these things to be true. But I'm here to tell you, you need to give all your strength to sing to the Lord. Amen. He is worthy of all your strength. Amen. He deserves all whew, your lung power, 
all your majesty, everything you can sing and all your strength, you need to give it to sing unto the Lord because he is worthy and deserves every second of it. You need to give it to him. And there's nothing that's more disheartening to me than to go into a church and the song service start up and there's a bunch of milly-mouthed Christians just milly-mouthing the words and nobody has any joy. Nobody's listening to what they're singing. They're just singing. And they're barely singing at all. Guys, we need to be singing. And we need to be singing with some strength. We need to be singing with all our power. We need to be singing, singing, singing for Jesus Christ. Because we, of all people, have something to sing about. Amen. You know, we had this jubilee and we were shouting and singing. And some of y'all probably had never been around some of that where you see these people acting like a crazy nut, you know, and... You know, brother, Eubank's going half crazy, and I'm going half crazy, singing and shouting to the Lord and singing. He's like, man, what is wrong with these people? And I got up here, and I tried to convince y'all what was going on with us. See, we're, we're not charismatic. You know, I'm not trying to roll around in the floor and get slain in the Spirit. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm still a Baptist. The difference is I'm a happy Baptist. Amen. <laughs> I love the Lord, and I'm happy to love the Lord, and I'm not ashamed to make a fool of myself for the Lord and to sing as loud as I can. I don't care if you think I can sing or not. I really don't give a flip because I'm singing not to you, to Him. And I'm singing to the Lord. And you know what? Y'all need to stop being so shy about that and some sing, get some singing going on. And you know what? We've had some brethren in here. When that brother David, the, the man from Africa, came in, you know what he said about our church? He said, man, I love y'all singing. I want to come back and sing with y'all guys. You know why he said that? Because y'all were singing. <laughs> He's been in churches where they're not singing anymore. And if they are singing, it's a chant. It's, I will praise him, I will praise him. God on high, God on high, God on high. 11 times, 17 times, 100 times. That stuff gets old. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth. I get tired of that stuff. That's boring. I want to sing some old hymns, some old Pat singing. We need to give all our strength to doing that. How do you do that then, Brother Keegan? Brother Keegan you might say to me, Brother Keegan, I, I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I know the Bible says I need to do it, but why should I? How do I do that? What, what, what do you re recommend? I recommend the next verse. Look at verse 29. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. First off, it says the beauty of holiness. It needs to be some holy music. Rock music isn't holy. Amen. Secondly, when you got the right music, and you got the right music of beauty of holiness, nothing's more beautiful than a piano or a guitar. Nothing's more beautiful. Or a cornet or musical instruments. Nothing's more beautiful. It's not, the musical instrument's not evil. It's the way you're playing it. Yeah. I won't say that right there. Yeah. It's the beauty of holiness. Because drums can be holy. Y'all might not believe that coming from a Baptist preacher, but drums can be holy if they're played right. All our hymns are marching beats. And you play that drum to a marching beat, it helps sing the song. Have you heard those songs? At the cross, at the cross, where I... Two, three, four, one, two. Oh, that's a marching beat. If you don't get it, Brother Wade can explain it to you a lot better than I can. But the point is, is there's a beauty to the holiness of music. You got to get that right. And secondly, you got to grasp the middle of verse 29. Look, bring an offering and come before him. You need to sing like he's listening to you and that like he's standing right in front of you.
you need to come before him. See, when you're singing those songs and you're saying, I'm singing at him. I don't care if my neighbor thinks I can't sing. I don't care if anybody believes I can sing. I'm just singing these words to you because I love you. And you're worthy of everything I'm singing to you. It's all about you, Jesus Christ, and I'm singing to you. And when you grab a hold of that, he is actually listening to you. And he is. Like I said, when that little kid was going down that aisle, down that school hallway by himself singing, Jesus loves me, Jesus Christ was right there listening to every syllable. And he's listening to everything y'all are talking about and singing about in here. And when you grab a hold of that he's listening to you when you're singing, it's going to make your singing louder. It's going to make your singing better. It's going to make everything come alive for you when you realize that he's listening to you. You realize that Jesus Christ is in you, amen. And if he's in you, he's listening to you if you're singing to yourself in the shower, if you're singing in the car, if you're out in the woods, if you're singing at work, if you're just humming a song to yourself. Jesus Christ is in you and listening to you, and he gets great joy out of that. Verse 30, fear before him all the earth, the world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. Verse 31, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. One of the last things we need to remember when we're singing to the Lord, we need to remember and sing to the Lord and sing about the Lord coming back and reigning on this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. We're singing because the Lord's coming back, see? We're not singing about some old dead man that lived 2,000 years ago. We're singing about a risen Savior that's alive up in heaven, and we believe with all our heart that he could come back at any moment. Even in the process of us singing a song, he might come back and split that sky wide open. woo And we get to go on to heaven. That's why we sing. Don't you wish, don't you hope that you're singing in the middle of a song when Jesus Christ comes back? And man, can you imagine the joy that would be that you're singing to the Lord as loud as you can and woo, here you go, the Lord comes back. Man, and we need to remember that. The Lord reigneth. Verse 32, let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice. Uh Uh-oh. And all that is therein. Look at this, verse 33. Then when the Lord comes back and reigns, then shall the trees of the wood Sing out at the presence of the Lord. Woo! When Jesus Christ cracks that sky wide open, he starts coming down here. Do you realize those trees that you look at? God's nature. Do you realize those trees are going to start swaying? And the Bible says that they're going to start clapping their hands. And they're going to start singing, Jesus is king. Jesus. They're going to start singing to Jesus. The trees themselves are going to sing out that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. That's what you're going to see. Do you believe it? The Bible says it. The trees of the wood sing out. Oh, what beautiful music will the woods make when Jesus Christ comes back. At the presence of the Lord. You won't have to know the Lord's coming back. You'll You'll hear the trees start singing way before he gets here. Before the Lord even gets here, you're going to hear the... You know, if you're a heathen and you're here and Jesus Christ is coming back, you're going to hear a sound. You're going to go outside your house and you're going to hear a sound. And you're going to hear it's going to be a low rumbling. It's going to get louder and louder and louder. And you'll be looking around at the trees and the rocks and the grass. And you'll hear a voice and it'll be, Jesus is coming. Jesus is my creator is coming. The trees are going to start singing out way before you see Jesus Christ. We need to be singing about Jesus Christ. We need to be glorifying Jesus Christ. Guys, why are we not singing louder for Jesus Christ? Why do we have a song service and that's the worst part of the service? 
It should be equal with the preaching. The singing should set up the preaching. If you sing loud, you get excited for the Lord, it's going to make the preacher get excited for the Lord. When we have these guys come in to preach, we have these guys come in at the Jubilee or whatever it is we're doing, I try to sing as loud as I can. You know why I do that? Because I want to get the preacher, I want the preacher to know that I'm excited, I want him excited, I want the Lord to come back. Let's get this thing going. Let's get excited for the Lord. And you do that by starting out with some singing. Look at verse 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. You know why you should do all this? For this one reason. Because God is good. Amen. He's just good. Let's close in verse 35. And say ye, and say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together, uh-oh, and deliver us from the heathen. That, why? That we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Guys, you know, he's saying there, David's saying, save us, O God, our salvation, gather us together. He's talking about a reunion there, see? Gather us together. We need to be, lastly, we need to be singing about Jesus Christ because he's gathering us together one day to a great reunion hall. And we call that reunion hall heaven. There's a lot of our loved ones that are going on to heaven. And it seems like every week there's somebody I love going on to heaven. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. But thanks to Jesus Christ, I'm going to have a great reunion. <laughs> He's building a big old reunion hall up there for us. We call it heaven. And one day, we're going to be up there, and we're going to be singing with our loved ones to Jesus Christ. Just singing. See, if you know anything about Revelation, you get to the book of Revelation, there's something amazing you see in the book of Revelation. All through the book of Revelation, you know what they're doing through the book of Revelation? They're singing. And it talks about they start singing new songs. <laughs> and they're singing to the blood of the Lamb. And they're singing to Jesus Christ. And they're singing, singing, singing. If you don't like singing, you're going to be miserable in heaven. If you don't like shouting, you're going to be miserable in heaven. Because there's going to be a lot of shouting. There's going to be a lot of singing. There's going to be a lot of glorifying that man, Jesus Christ. One last question for you. We'll look at verse 36. Let's close. Verse 30. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. And praised, praised the Lord. It's a good way to finish. question I have for you there in verse 35 is, and, he, and say ye, save us. Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to save you? Have you ever bowed your knees and to the best of your ability asked Jesus Christ simply to save you? Do you, do you not have a song in your heart? Do you, could you be honest with the preacher and say, uh, Preacher, I don't know if I really have a song in my heart. I just really don't know. Well, can I, can I offer to you Jesus Christ? If you will just, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's ever going to happen in your life. Nobody knows what tomorrow's going to bring. But I know if you'll bow down and you'll ask Jesus Christ to save you, He'll come in and start living in you. And you know what's amazing about that? When the presence of the Lord enters into you, you get a song in your heart. Amen. <laughs> Hello, this is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church. Are you sick and tired of this world? Are you sick and tired of this life that you're living? Did you know that God has a free gift for you? It's the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Have you ever received this gift? You know a gift can be offered but not received. You can bow your head and ask Jesus right now to save you and give you his free gift of eternal life. Now you might ask, how do I know he'll give me this free gift? Because I did the same thing because I bowed my head knowing I'm a sinner and asked him to save me and he did. And I've never been the same. And this life with Jesus is a thousand times better than anything this world can offer me. 
Now, we would love to hear from you if you want to contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com. Until next time. Casting all your care upon him.